You're listening to Nursing Review Radio. I'm health editor Dallas Bastian, and I'm joined by Megan Jane Johnstone, chair in nursing at the School of Nursing and Midwifery at Deakin University, to discuss a research project with PhD researcher Angela Jones into patient safety success and how registered nurses prevent errors from reaching patients across the critical care spectrum. Thank you for joining me, Megan Jane. You're welcome, Dallas. The paper we're discussing today focused on inattentional blindness. What does that term describe and in what ways might it affect patient safety and and outcomes? Mm, It's a very interesting notion. Um, Basically, inattentional blindness encapsulates people failing to see things that are in plain sight. Um, and there's a, there's a very famous YouTube that's available on the internet called The Invisible Gorilla, and it really illustrates this, this phenomena very well. Um, and maybe I'll say a little bit more about that later. Its, imp- its potential impact on patient safety is that um, if, if practitioners who are at the sharp end, if you will, are so engaged in what they're doing, for example, are very focused on a task, there is a risk that they won't see the bigger picture. And that's also, um, an ex- you know, that really is an example of inattentional blindness. So, you know, what can cause people to not see things that are in plain sight is that they are so focused on doing a task, they lose sight of the bigger picture. They're blind to the bigger picture, if you like. Where did the idea for this study stem from? Well, like many things in research, by chance. Um, I was on my way to a conference and was um, strolling by the airport bookshop and they had just released a book called The Invisible Gorilla by uh, Christopher Shabri and Daniel Simons and the idea really, you know, the title really captured me and as I started to read it, I just had a had a light bulb moment, if you like, and thought, wow, this 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 phenomena of not seeing things that are in plain sight seem to offer a frame by which um, an interpretation could be made of situations that I certainly knew was going on in the clinical area and which seemed to resonate with some of the findings and case studies that Angela was uncovering in the course of her study of, um, for example, registered nurses dutifully documenting the observations of somebody who was um, whose condition was deteriorating, dutifully, perfectly documenting the blood pressure, perfectly documenting the pulse, perfectly documenting urine output, noting all the, all these vital signs deteriorating, but not seeing what was unfolding before them. For example, that a that a patient was in hypovolemic shock after having surgery. Um, another example was a, a a man who was homeless, who came, who was who was known to staff an emergency department, came in, had very severely infected feet. The staff were so focused on his infected feet, they didn't notice that he didn't had, had in fact a myocardial infarct and had a very serious heart condition from which he later died. In the report, you you and Angela Jones analysed four case scenarios in total, one of which involved failure to see hypotensive shock due to internal bleeding. What did you aim to describe through through that scenario and what were some of the, the common threads uh, across all case scenarios looked at? Well, again, it was this, this whole phenomena of, you know, the, the nurses being so focused on a task whatever it was they, they were doing, they didn't see what was unfolding around them. Um, in, the, in the paper, we also cite a study involving radiologists who were so focused on, on reading the, 
the x-rays that a staggering 83% failed to see, if you will, the metaphorical gorilla, which was a lung nodule 48 times larger than the average that had been inserted in, in the case. Um, and two of the reasons they didn't see it was because they were so focused on what they were doing, but also they didn't expect to see it. So there's two sides to this inattentional blindness, being so focused on something you don't see what else is going on around you, or not not seeing something because you don't expect to see it. So getting back to that, that case of the man with the feet, um, probably the staff didn't see it because they didn't expect to... Um, I'm sorry, his, his heart condition, they didn't see the heart condition because they didn't expect it. Um, it's a little bit more wobbly with the person in, in shock after having, you know, having an internal bleed after surgery. You sort of would wonder why they weren't expecting to see it. I think in that case it was because they were so focused, focused on the task. And what factors might be contributing to the, the prevalence of inattentional blindness? Look, several things. Um, the way our brains are structured. So the research is really, really showing that as human beings, we're flawed. Um, we can only focus on so many things, you know, so many tasks at once. Uh, a very good everyday example of our limited ability to focus on more than one thing is the problem of people using their mobile phones while they're driving or texting while they're driving. They can be so focused on the task of speaking on their mobile phones, operating their mobile phones, texting, that they, they become blind to what else is going on around them, including driving, driving their cars, and as we know, um, can result in very serious accidents. Another thing can be the problem of a lot of distractions. So you're trying to navigate your way in an environment, and the clinical environment can be rife with all sorts of distractions. Um, that again, you know, you might you might be sort of navigating the corridors of the of the clinic, if you will, and then get caught up in focusing on one or two things and not noticing others. And so the the video of the invisible gorilla. I mean, basically, what that involves with it at, at the risk of being a spoiler is if, you, if people get onto YouTube and watch it. This involved an experiment of um, of an audience being asked to count. There was a basketball team and the audience was invited to count how many times the people in the game touched the ball. Meanwhile, the, a person dressed in a whopping great gorilla suit walks through this, um, um, through this game. And I, if I recall, I think he was, or the gorilla was in this scenario for about nine seconds. And almost half the people counting the times the people touched the ball did not notice the gorilla, hence the, the notion of the invisible gorilla. Um, Angela was doing a presentation for during her candidature and we showed this video clip and uh, again consistent with more formal um, inquiries into this in this idea of unintentional blindness almost half the people in the in the, in the um, audience did not notice the gorilla and one of those people was a very astute professor who was really quite aghast that she didn't see the gorilla and actually asked for the clip to be played again to prove to her that the gorilla was there and it wasn't just that she didn't see it um, it, it was you know it was a, a humorous moment but it illustrated the point of how you know very well of how we as human beings can be so focused on a task that we miss something that is very obvious, that is in plain sight. And if you go back over the video clip, you can see this person in gorilla suit is very obvious, is in plain sight, and it might beg a belief how anybody missed it, but people do because they're so focused on the task that they've been given is to count the number of times the players touch the ball. So we kind of extrapolated that that notion, that phenomena, that, that insight that's been gained from that study to apply to the 
case studies that we selected in the and and discussed in the article, and we are really speculating that this is, you know, one um, phenomena that could be used to explain what is going on in these situations of people missing what is obvious and before their eyes. In this, in in the cases we've given, deteriorating patients. And in what ways might it be addressed or or mitigated? Mm. Well, the the person who really devised the experiment really believes it is possible to to mitigate it through or at least a cult of you know to mitigate it through education and basically a, a program of education that cultivates insight um, and that enables insight so he really speaks of things like um, you know fostering people's capacity to have flashes of illumination of making connections where others do not and this is one of the things Angela found in her in her study is that what differentiated nurses who notice things from those who didn't notice things was that the nurses who noticed things made connections. They noted coincidences. They were curious. They sought to find out more about what was going on. And importantly, another point that is made is this somehow finding a way of breaking free from being trapped by the assumptions made by, by others. Um, and, you know, that can be very difficult, but through education and through practice, it is possible to to develop these capacities, to enable clinical insight, if you like, and to try and overcome this problem of inattentional blindness. The, the study said further research is warranted to, to enable a better understanding of the nature and possible safety, patient safety yes. implications. Look, the, the, of, this, yeah. this really, you know, as I said, we, we're really just speculating about this. Mm-hmm. This is a wonderful example of where interdisciplinary research could be, could yield some very interesting and beneficial results. You know, I, I would, you know, would really encourage nurse researchers to collaborate with other researchers in psychology um, neuropsychology where they are doing this work on inattentional blindness and see how it might be you know, played out and applied in a, in a very pragmatic way in clinical context with a view of, of looking at how we might um, enhance patient safety through, through dealing with what, what's really a human factor. This is a human factor, not a systems factor. Because a, a lot, I mean, what was really interesting about the cases that came out in Angela's study is they really all occurred in, in the critical care environment which which have enormous um, mechanisms for monitoring, for checking, for tracking and that sort of thing. So what, you know, would, and so really things shouldn't have been missed but they were um, and that really, really speaks to the issue of, of human factors and, and interestingly an observation that Angela made was that Ironically, all these mechanisms for monitoring and recording can themselves also contribute to inattentional blindness because, you know, nurses may become so reliant on these technologies that they sort of fall into a routine and an assumptive routine that stops them looking at the bigger picture as well. And so... um, you know, just as people can be distracted by technology, they can also be blinded by it and become over-reliant on it. So yes, you know, a really, this is an area that we believe is just absolutely ripe for future inquiry and um, which could be used to enhance nursing practice further in terms of ensuring safety success rather than safety failure. Thank you for your time, Megan Jane. You're very welcome. Thanks, Dallas.